It's the final Wednesday of the first month of the year, and it's hard to believe that the first one of February is so close. For now, it's January 27, 2021, and this is the salient edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. On today's show, a quick look at another new hotel proposed for Pantops. Albemarle County is seeking to install five historic markers this year, and coverage of the January 27, 2021 briefing by Governor Ralph Northam on vaccines. I know this has been a source of great frustration for a lot of Virginians. I hear you, and we're getting this fixed. In today's Patreon-fueled shout-out, the Local Energy Alliance Program, your local energy nonprofit, wants to help you lower your energy bills, make your home more comfortable, and save energy. Schedule your home energy checkup to get started. Now only $45 for City of Charlottesville and Albemarle County residents. You'll receive energy-saving products and expert advice customized to your needs. Sign up today. Faced with mounting criticism over Virginia's rate of vaccinations, Governor Ralph Northam took to the podium this afternoon to address what his administration plans to do to speed up delivery of doses. First of all, I want all of you to know that I understand your frustration. I know you're out of patience, and I am as well. The first doses of the Pfizer vaccine became available in the United States in mid-December, followed soon after by the Moderna vaccine. We told you then that the first shots would go to the people who are most vulnerable, healthcare workers and people living in long-term care. We estimated that to be about 500,000 people. Today, about a month later, more than 520,000 shots have been given in our Commonwealth. Northam said that means more people have been vaccinated than diagnosed with COVID in the past year. Today, the number of COVID cases hit 488,553, according to data from the Virginia Department of Health. The federal government is the entity that contracted with pharmaceutical companies to manufacture the vaccines. Northam said the national government has been distributing doses to states. The presidential transition has been a factor leading to public confusion. Fifteen days ago, the outgoing federal secretary of health told states, open up eligibility to everyone 65 and over. We'll send more doses. If you don't expand eligibility, we'll reduce your supply. Then two days later, states learned that there were no more doses to release. That made a confusing situation even more confusing across the entire country. Northam said he has been in touch with the Biden administration, including a call yesterday with all of the nation's governors. I also heard something that I have not heard since the pandemic began, and that is a commitment at the national level to work together, find solutions, and get this moving so we can all get back to our lives. Earlier in the day, the White House COVID response team held a briefing on their efforts. Andy Slavitt is acting administrator of the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. We've been hitting our target of an average of 1 million vaccinations per day necessary to meet the president's early commitment to administer 100 million shots in 100 days. But back to Virginia. Northam said all states will immediately receive a 16 percent increase in supply. 
He also reported on a briefing from General Gustav Perna, the person in charge of Operation Warp Speed. We asked, how can we be confident that we will receive these additional doses in the weeks ahead? He told us that after more than a month of working, the drug manufacturers have hit a stable, regular, sustainable cadence of production, and that is good news. The national goal is to now have vaccinations available to everyone who wants one by the end of the summer. Today, the Virginia Department of Health reports the seven-day average for vaccinations is 26,010 a day. That's halfway to the goal of 50,000 a day. Northam invited representatives of CVS and Walgreens, the two companies that are working with the federal government, to vaccinate people who live and work in long-term care facilities. James Satterfield is a regional health care director at Walgreens. We've completed 92 skilled nursing facilities and are in the process of pulling forward and completing our uh, assisted living facilities as well. Currently, we've given over 18,500 shots to the most vulnerable uh, in those long-term care facilities and look forward to completing those doses. Dick DeKessian is a vice president at CVS Health. As far as where we're at today for CVS, our first round of COVID vaccination doses, uh, we've gone to 195 skilled nursing facilities that we were uh, dedicated to uh, vaccinating and have completed those. And right now we're about halfway through those as well and plan to complete those uh, on the second doses by February 8th. Um, Today we've had 43,000 doses administered within skilled nursing facilities. Northam said he is ordering hospitals to not hold on to any additional vaccine and to get doses in arms as soon as possible. We're also working with hospitals and local health districts to make sure they're not holding on to too much supply of second doses, especially if they won't need it for several weeks. By shifting inventory around, we're going to be able to increase the number of shots this week by about 20%. That's about 40,000 more shots by this Sunday, on top of the 175,000 that were already planned, and that is good news. Dr. Mike McDermott is the CEO of Mary Washington Healthcare in the Fredericksburg area, as well as the past president of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association. Overall, Virginia hospitals have administered more than 318,000 vaccine doses since mid-December, To give you an example of how fast vaccination capacity is scaling within our hospitals, Virginia hospitals have increased vaccinations by 35% in the past week. McDermott said Operation Warp Speed was able to get vaccines manufactured, but he said there was not enough logistical work to get what he said was the last 12 inches of getting shots in arms. He also said the previous federal administration was not transparent in their operations. Vaccine supplies are still expected to be limited for some time. Northam said the Virginia Department of Health would issue more guidance about who is eligible. Here is how to allocate your supply. Half of available doses should go for people age 65 and older. The other half should be used for frontline essential workers and people who are at increased risk of severe illness as the CDC identifies. Northam also unveiled an updated VDH dashboard for vaccines that has more details on where doses are going. 
Many initial shots were recorded without identifying the race of the recipient. On Monday, Health Commissioner Dr. Norm Oliver wrote to every clinician in Virginia and told them, collect this information, it matters for transparency. Northam added he will endorse legislation in the General Assembly to require this information. Right now, signing up for vaccines is handled by individual health districts. Northam said that system has been fragmented, so he has directed the Virginia Department of Health to create a statewide system. That is not ready today, but I expect it to be ready soon. I know this has been a source of great frustration for a lot of Virginians. I hear you, and we're getting this fixed. Northam has also amended Executive Order 72, continuing COVID-19 restrictions until at least February 28th. There's a link to that in the newsletter if you'd like to inspect it. Before we move on to the rest of the show, let's hear more from Andy Slavitt. Now, as you heard from the president this week, he is pushing us to view one million per day as the floor, not the ceiling. To that end, we are releasing more supply, activating FEMA, and deploying many more personnel. In fact, just this week, FEMA announced that they had obligated $1 billion to support state vaccination sites. Slavitt said there are two limiting factors to distributing hundreds of millions of vaccines. First is getting the supply, and the second is to distribute them quickly and efficiently. We are taking action to increase supply and increase capacity. But even so, it will be months before everyone who wants a vaccine will be able to get one. Until then, perhaps it's best to follow the advice of our long-running Patreon supporter, who wants to say, We keep each other safe. Wear a mask, wash your hands, and keep your distance. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement for January 27th, 2021. We'll be back in just a quick second with two more stories. Last week, the Albemarle Board of Supervisors was presented with the annual report of the county's Office of Equity and Inclusion. One of the activities reported is a partnership with the Albemarle Historic Preservation Committee to install more highway markers. Liz Russell is a member of the committee. The challenge um, and sort of task presented by the Board of Supervisors and administered under OEI, under the Community Remembrance Project, is to have five markers installed, um, and, and we'd like to have them installed by the end of this year, to uh, five markers to better reflect the stories of women and people of color in the county. Two markers are close to being installed. One is for the Albemarle Training School, and one is for Virginia L. Murray, the first black woman to supervise education in the county. The Albemarle Training School was the precursor to Jackson P. Burley High School. The committee needs to select three more topics for markers. Later that evening, the Pantops Community Advisory Committee learned more about a proposal to build a four-story hotel next to the Rivanna Ridge Shopping Center on Pantops. Andy Reitelbach is the lead reviewer for the 125 Pantops Overlook Hotel, which requires an amendment to the existing zoning. Sometimes the zoning that designates what can be developed by right and the future land use is identified in the master plan do not always line up. Um, And so that is why a rezoning may have to come in. 
In this case, the zoning states this land should be for office use and that a tree conservation on the area should also be on the property. The Pantops master plan calls for most of the land to be community mixed use and a small portion of it at the southern end be parks and open space. Access would be right in, right out onto US 250. One CAC member asked what the business viability would be for another hotel. Here is Sarah Robinson. In this immediate area, we have going up very soon, if not already finished and operating, a Holiday Inn Express, a Hilton Garden Inn, a Comfort Inn, and on the plans, a Hampton Inn. What justification did the owners uh, use that we needed another hotel? Doug Ellis is with WS4 LLC, the company that owns the property. Um, we see Albemarle County as a, as a great market um, for a well, well-developed and designed hotel that meets a different need than those that you um, had listed off, but are, are very aware um, that they are in the general area as well and hope to develop a product that's very different from those. The new hotel would be all suites and would offer extended stays. The same company owns an adjacent parcel under the company Happy Boxes Pantops LLC. Ellis said there are no plans to develop that land. There was no date yet for public hearings on the rezoning at the Planning Commission or the Board of Supervisors. And that's it for this installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Report, which kind of was an installment of Charlottesville Quarantine Report. But I'm pretty much just going to post it just here. Uh, I want to thank you for listening to it. I want to thank you, uh, all of those of you who are paying for a paid subscription. Um, If you did get that uh, for a very short time, you will have exclusive rights to take a look at a story I did on Charlottesville's Capital Improvement Program budget, which is, uh, I think, very interesting. And you guys get it as Substack subscribers. So the rest of you, you can read it on infoseville.com as soon as it is posted there. Uh, In the meantime, go to infoseville.com and see some of the things that I've been working on and uh, kind of experimenting. The site's not really ready for prime time yet, but this isn't prime time. This is a podcast, Uh, a locally generated podcast about local affairs and stuff and things. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and I'll be back uh, tomorrow with another installment. In the meantime, stay safe for the rest of the evening. This is the latest that one of these has gone out, close to 7 o'clock. Now I'm on to go record more things so that you can be informed about what's happening in the community. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye.